This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Good morning and a warm welcome to the second half of Catholic Radio on MPR. Te reo irirangi o tangata o Manawatu. We will be sharing a radio liturgy during which we will pray together, listen to and reflect on the Bible readings for the day, as well as gathering some news from our parishes. I'm June and joining me in the studio today are our regulars, Margaret and Angela, but we also have Vince and Cleo, whom we hope will be joining our team. So good morning to you all. Good morning, Jane. Great to have you all here today. Today is the first Sunday of Lent, and our first reading, we have the story of the tempting of Adam and Eve, and in the Gospel, the story of the tempting of Jesus. Jesus is the new Adam, who, by his obedience, restores for us the gifts lost by the disobedience of Adam. He is also the new Israel, who, like the first Israel, was tested in the desert. But whereas the first Israel was found wanting, Jesus remained faithful to God. Jesus was baptised in the River Jordan, he spent 40 days alone in the desert and the devil came to tempt him. Well now, Jesus, you must be pretty hungry there. Why don't you turn these rocks into bread that you can eat? Because men cannot live by bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. Forty days and forty nights. Jesus spent in the desert. 
devil took Jesus up to the holy city and sat with him at the top of the temple. Well now, Jesus, if you are the Son of God, should not test or tempt the Lord our God. Forty days and forty nights showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Well now, Jesus, you see all these kingdoms here. I will give them all to you if you bow down before me. Go away, Satan. Leave me alone, for we shall only love and serve our God. Lent recalls the 40 days Jesus spent in the desert, during which time he was tempted by the devil. Through prayer, fasting and faithfulness to the word of God, he overcame the tempter. Lord Jesus, you call us to repentance. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you call us to self-denial. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you call, you call us to prayer and works of charity. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And let us pray. Heavenly Father, your Son battled with the powers of darkness and grew closer to you in the desert. Help us to use these days to grow in wisdom and prayer that we may witness to your saving love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Now let us listen to God's word. The first readings from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east And there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. 
the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may eat freely of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Responsorial Psalm. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. The second reading is from the letter to the Romans. Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, 
so death spread to all, because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion. I'm sorry, I started in the wrong place. I'll begin again. Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, so death spread to all, because all have sinned. If, because of the trespass of one, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as the trespass of one led to condemnation for all, so the act of righteousness of one leads to justification and life for all. For just as by the disobedience of one that many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After being baptised, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and the suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. The following is a homily from the late Father Floor McCarthy. We have just begun Lent. And when we think of Lent, we think of penance. Most people undertake some penance for Lent. This is good and worthwhile practice. However, penance is not an end in itself. Once upon a time, a very earnest young man visited a famous rabbi. He told the rabbi that he wanted to become a rabbi and asked for his advice. It was winter time. 
The rabbi stood at the window, looking out into the yard, while the rabbinical candidate gave him a glowing account of his piety and learning. The young man said, You see, rabbi, I always dress in spotless white like the sages of old. I never drink any alcoholic beverages, only water ever passes my lips. I perform numerous penances. For instance, I always carry sharp-edged nails inside my shoes to mortify me. Even in the coldest weather, I lie naked in the snow to punish my flesh. And to complete my penance, I take a dozen lashes every day on my bare back. As the young man spoke, a stable boy led a white horse into the yard and took him to the water trough. The horse drank his fill of water and, having done so, rolled in the snow, as horses sometimes do. Just look, cried the rabbi. That animal, too, is dressed in white. It also drinks nothing but water, has nails in its shoes and rolls naked in the snow. Also, rest assured, it gets its daily ration of lashes on the rump from its master. Now I ask you, is it a saint or is it a horse? The point the rabbi was making was that penance is not an end in itself. What is the purpose of penance? It is not meant to undo the past. The past is done. Nor is it meant to persuade God to erase our sins. The first thing we are doing when we undertake penance is acknowledging that we are sinners. The second thing we are doing is expressing the desire to change our lives. The whole object of penance is to reform a sinful way of life. Penance is an exercise in saying no to ourselves. It's intended to show that we are capable of better things and that we sincerely want those things. We want to reform our lives, but we know we cannot do so without the grace of God. Its purpose is to acquaint us with our better side. I'm not a bad person. I can do better. It means taking a step in the right direction. When people prune a fruit tree, they're not doing it to punish the tree, but to make it more fruitful. So our penances have as their goal to lead us to a new and better life. It's a lot easier to undertake penances, even severe ones, than to try and change sinful attitudes or habits. For our penance to bear fruit, it must result in a sincere effort to change our lives. Lent provides us with a window of opportunity to look at ourselves to see how we can become better followers of Christ. The example of the sinless Jesus battling with Satan acts as a spur to us. The victorious one will help us to be victorious in our struggles with sin and evil.
Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, though he is without sin. Let us with confidence then approach him in our many needs. For the followers of Christ, that the prayer, fasting and almsgiving of Lent may bring forth a deepening of faith in our lives. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace of conversion, that we may be led by the Spirit to confront the demons in our lives and society. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who must fast every day, homeless children, refugees, and victims of war and natural disasters, that our fasting may make us more aware of them and our hearts more generous towards them. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For our politicians, that the Spirit will lead them to new insights concerning the poor and the powerless as they prepare policies for our country. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For the growth of peace in our world, that God will strengthen the resolve of leaders to find non-violent ways to to resolve conflicts and promote the good of all. Lord, hear us. Lord, Lord, hear hear our prayer. For those who have died, that they may find peace and repose in the kingdom, and that those who mourn be comforted by the love of their neighbours. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, in your gentle mercy, guide our efforts at renewing our lives this Lent. For we know that left to ourselves, we cannot do your will. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Now let us listen to the news from our parishes. On next Friday, the 3rd of March, is the World Day of Prayer, and this year it is being held at the St Andrew's Church, Church Street, and it is at 7pm. This is an ecumenical service. A Lady of Lourdes Guild, their next meeting is the 1st of March at 1.30. Our guest speaker will be Brother Chris Maney, a Marist brother who taught at Mulavai, our mission station in Samoa, for some time. From St Mary's Parish, a notice to let you know that their weekly Lenten Reflection Group starts on Tuesday the 28th of February at 5 o'clock. Please ring the parish if you would like to join that group. And later on in March, there's going to be a seniors anointing mass and luncheon. Please register your attendance. There's no great rush because it's not until the 28th of March, and that'll be at midday. But just to let you know that there is a mass coming up. Thank you. And that concludes Catholic Radio for this week, but we'll be back next Sunday at the same time. And thank you, everybody, for being with us. And thank you, Margaret, Angela, and our onlookers, <laughs> Vincent, Cleo. We hope we'll see you soon. And during this week, as we use Lent as an opportunity to become better followers of Jesus, let us be consoled that God is close to us at all times.
If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.